We're recording. We're recording. No shit. Oh, boy. Happy Friday, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever this podcast may find you. It is I, your host, Gavin. And I, Justin. That was like one sentence. That was just a like an announcer yeah. sentence. The weekend is in your view, folks. Yes. Yes, it is. It is in your dashboard. It yeah. is. Drive towards that weekend. Drive towards the light. I'm following the light, Dad. Don't do it, son. I'm <laughs> going towards the light. Don't do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so we have a track daily crush for y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, uh, they're not cars necessarily. They're like cars, kind of. Well, one of them, according to this right here, won the, um, it's right, there it is, um, won the 2011 Not a Car of the Year Award. From who? <laughs> Top Gear. <laughs> of course. Of course it was Top Gear, and I can probably call what that car is mm-hmm. off the top of my head. You can. But, uh, yeah, we're doing three-wheeled things because I still have, am thinking about that Polaris slingshot. He still has a Polaris boner. I don't know why. It's so weird and unconventional. See, that's, I still have a Rossian boner. It, so, yeah, I mean... but, but the funny thing is, like, everyone I talk to the Polaris about they're like that looks like that it drives like shit and I'm like it drives so much fun it has so much fun in it it drives so much fun it drives so much fun it drives so much fun you've lost 30 IQ words is tough okay <laughs> <laughs> words is fucking tough T-U-F-F so as you can imagine one of them is the Polaris slingshot yes uh, the second won the Top Gear Not a Car of the Year award which is the Morgan Three Wheeler Mm-hmm. And the third one is actually produced here in Utah, the Vanderhall Laguna. Mm-hmm. Laguna, Venice, it's all the same shit. Yeah, they're yeah, all based on the same one. Yeah, so track, daily, crush. It's funny because these are cars that are the only real similarities. Cars. Oh, I'm sorry. Tri- trikes? Three-wheel, I, three-wheel. I've never known what to call them. I'll call them a three-wheeled car because yeah. they have gas pedal, brake pedal, and steering wheel. And seat belts. And seatbelts and seats and stuff. Yeah, there yeah. are three-wheeled cars. Yeah. That's what we'll call them. Um, the only thing that they really have in common between the three of them is the fact that they have three wheels. Uh, the Vanderhall is a uh, 1.6-liter Chevy motor, mm-hmm. and it's still front-wheel drive, driven by a auto- six-speed automatic slush box, mm-hmm. and has the steering wheel out of a Camaro. Yep. <laughs> Just with some different leather on it, and it says Vanderhall. But, yeah, and then the other two are rear-wheel drive. Uh, if you haven't heard already, the Polaris Slingshot makes 170 horsepower from a naturally aspirated 2.4 uh, GM Ecotec with a five-speed manual. Super noshy, super lovely to drive. Yes. Uh, Belt-driven to the rear wheels. Mm-hmm. Or wheel, sorry. And uh, the Morgan is a was it a v-twin yes it's a v-twin that makes like 62 horsepower i'm pulling it up as we speak um grand total top speed of 115 miles an hour zero to 60 that's actually really sketch yes imagine doing 115 on a public road in that thing zero to 60 and 4.5 though damn how much power um that's what i'm still looking for um 115 horsepower oh okay so we're in the triple digits. So, so that's and it's good. got a five-speed from a Miata. 
Oh, it is. Uh huh. No shit. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. So here we go. I will read you. Is the... it train tra- <laughs> chain driven to the back wheel? Um, it's not belt. Oh, here we go. Um, so they actually changed engines um, mid-run. Well, they didn't change them. Initially, it was rumored to be a Harley-Davidson V-twin. Um, okay. But then they actually changed to a SNS. I don't know them personally, but I'm sure some motorcycle person does. Sure. Uh, V-twin. Jordan Wood. Mm-hmm. Curb weight. Um, the, the final curb weight was 1,212 pounds. Okay. Um, Can you look up the Vanderhall? Uh, Laguna. Mm-hmm. The Wait. Laguna doesn't even exist on their page anymore. Or the Venice? The, it's the Venice, yep. So the Laguna, I guess, was the first run. And mm-hmm. it's interesting because that is actually the most expensive out of the three. Yes. Because that came in at like 76 grand for... Uh, yeah. Whereas here, reason. the cheapest Venice starts at 24. Yeah. So... Big. Yeah, that, that was, I mean, I, that was their first vehicle. They were just trying to get going, I'm sure. Um, the Morgan would come in at like 50 and the slingshot came in, I think at a base of 25. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so the Ventus weighs 1,455 pounds. So, so about... the Polaris is actually the pig of the bunch. Cause that weighed 17. Yeah. So the, yeah, which, so the Polaris weighs 500 pounds more than the three wheeler and 200 or 300 pounds more than the Vanderhall. Right. And the Vanderhall. And I'm sure they've ironed kinks out the first ones that I had been uh, that I, I experienced or have uh, been in touch with. They didn't make all 200 horse. Yeah, they were maybe making 140. Well, and actually looking at this, this makes sense as well because looking at the dimensions, the slingshot is much bigger than the other two. Uh, like footprint wise, every way, yeah. Um, so overall, like the slingshot, seventy-eight inches wide. Yeah. Um, okay. I the, mean, the front end feels almost like car, car-like. It, it is seventy-eight inches. Is to give you some perspective, actually about as wide as an F one fifty. Oh fuck. Because uh-huh. eighty is the legal limit. Yeah, and then at that point, you uh, well the Raptor mm-hmm. uh, that has. You know those lights. Or well, whatever. sorry, those lights. Sorry, it's nineties the legal limit. So F one fifty. So seventy eight inch. Yeah, actually, I'm pretty damn close. Seventy eight inch on a slingshot. A the smallest F one fifty you can get is seventy nine. So okay, yeah. yeah, pretty damn close. Um, once you get up to the the Raptors, eighty six point three. Okay, yeah. Um, but comparing that to the other two, um, it's ten inches wider than the Vanderhall. Because <laughs> the Vanderhall's 68. Yeah. And the Morgan, which we already know is going to be significantly smaller. Um, 60s? Um, is it in the 60s? Let's see. It does not give me one. Wikipedia, you have failed me. F. Mm-hmm. F in the chat for Wikipedia. Okay, here we go. Let's go to Morgan's own website, which it's British made, so I'm not having much hope. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Morgan. V-Specs, there we go. They actually have a specs box. Wow. Oh, but it leads me to a PDF. That looks like it was written in 1932. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it's very on brand of them. It is very much so. Let me uh, run down some specs here. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> well... Yeah, so the SNS is a 1.9 liter V uh, V twin. Yep. Uh, the gearbox is 
Mazda 5 speed. 82 horsepower for the European version. Mm -hmm. We got 68 or... Oh, so there, so the homolo so there's two different homologations. There's EU three, which is the UK, USA, and mm -hmm. ROW. I don't know where that is. I'm not sure. And then EU four is UK and Europe. Gotcha. Um, the EU three, that's what the cool kids say, is EU three. Mm -hmm. EU three. EU three um, is zero to sixty two. So 100, zero to hundred kilometers is uh, six seconds. Top speed of one fifteen. Thirty miles a gallon combined. Uh, dry weight of 525 kilos. Which is at 1,212 pounds. Mm -hmm. um, but what's the width on that versus the other two? Um, how do I scroll down? There isn't a scroll down. It might not. I, th th that information doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Morgan. In your specs, you don't even include dimensions. I mean, I guess they're probably just assuming. Oh no, it's right here, dude. It's it's literally. Oh, I, I was looking at the list. Yeah, I'm looking at the. So uh, let me convert the photo. This. Let me convert this from rest of the world to American. Where where is it in? Uh, Seventeen hundred and thirty-eight millimeters to inches. Huh. So it's literally the exact same width as the Venice. Oh, okay. Sixty-eight. That doesn't surprise me. Actually, I could totally nope. see Vanderhall trying to go after Morgan as far as dimensions is concerned. But um. Anyways, track, yeah. daily, crush. Well, for reliability purposes, it could go one of two ways, right? You could either want the car you drive every day to be more reliable, yeah. or you could have the one that you push real, real hard on, the track. on track to be more reliable. And I think this is where it gets interesting because I almost think in theory – Reliability is going to be a shot between the slingshot and the Venice, I think, as far as drivetrain-wise. It is. Um, this, Yeah. Here's what I would do. I would track the Morgan, and yeah. here's why. Okay. Because the car that, that I'd want to have every day, first of all, I would not want a hand-built, coach-built, British, made-of-wood sports car that sports bike, yeah, sports trike thing <laughs> to be my everyday. And also, you can actually you can get roofs, yeah, for your uh, for your Polaris. So mm -hmm. if it were to you know rain, if there was rain or snow or whatever in the forecast, which I don't know why you drive your Polaris in the snow, but God bless. <laughs> if uh, weather is a possibility, I would rather have the at least the option of having a roof. Um, so yes, track the Morgan. Okay. And daily the Polaris, because with the Polaris, you can also have Bluetooth sound and you can have, make phone calls and you can engage with them with a multimedia interface of some kind. And because it doesn't drive very well and it makes a, kind of a shitty noise and it's really stupid, obnoxiously loud and has an automatic gearbox that drives like shit and uh, is front-wheel drive, I would absolutely, unequivocally trash the Vanderhall. Hmm. Drop mic. Mic drop. Um, yeah, this is where it gets kind of difficult for me because, like, 
I have to try to fight between the enthusiast inside of me and the mechanic inside of me. Because the mechanic inside of me says, okay, between the, regardless of what I would want to drive, between the Polaris and the Vanderhall are going to be your two reliability options. Because the Polaris, um, you know, it uses actually, shouldn't they use the same engine? No. No, they don't. No, no, no. It's sorry. It's one point. It's a 1.5. One the, of them was the Ecotech yep. that came in the Cobalt, I want to say. It's whatever that 2.4 NA motor is. And the Polaris, not the Polaris, the um, The, the Polaris Hall. uses the 2.4. The Vanderhall yeah. uses a 1.5. 1. 1.6. Or 1.4. No, it's 1.4 or something. It's out of the cruise. 1.4 or a 1.5 is what it says. Oh, interesting. Um, it comes out of the cruise RS. Gotcha. Or the Sonic So RS. it comes out of the small cars. Yes. Gotcha. Cool. Um, How much power does it claim to make? <laughs> claim. Let's see. If I scrolling up enough. There's the transmission. 175 horsepower, 185 foot-pounds of torque. Interesting, because they were, I think they were claiming 200 when they came out. This might be a different engine than when they came out. you got to remember, this is a technically a different model. That's yeah. much cheaper. Well, yeah. It was also more expensive because it was their first car. They were a brand new company, and they were trying to you know, get some overhead. Oh, yeah. No, I get that. It, it very well may be just a slightly different configuration. of. Or they might just be more realistic of the power output. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Potentially. I, I believe that they were trying to claim 200 Horus. And maybe they were and then realized that that was ridiculous out of that little engine. Yeah. So. I mean, hell, it was sputtering and it was actually failing on the Matt Farah's one take, which was not good for PR. <laughs> no, versus uh, just as a quick comparison, 173 horsepower and 166 foot-pounds of torque. So actually, ironically, you get less torque and power in the Polaris. Yeah. I mean, it's also an NA motor. It is, yeah. Which sounds way better. And it's not a fucking straight pipe. More linear, dirt. too, just because it's going to be NA. Yeah. It, well, I mean, you drove it. Yeah. Uh, it's great. It, it, it was super linear, but it definitely comes alive above four. And it still makes a great noise. Yeah. Oh, it makes a fantastic noise. Yeah. All things considered. Yeah. So anyway, so so in my mind, it would be a fight between these those two. You got two engines made by the same company. Most More or less, they're probably going to... And one's, a, one's a six-speed auto. Yep, one's a six-speed auto, one's a six-speed And manual. also, by the way, in the Vanderhall, um, this is a visual kind of component now, but mm -hmm. the shift lever is not where it would normally be in a car where it is just a, a perfectly nice arm's length away from you. Mm -hmm. It is really down low and by your thigh, almost behind you. Hmm. So it kind of removes the incentive to shift in a manual mode. Okay. So it really, and you can, I believe. I'm sure. Um, that, that's on the original ones. Uh, the newer ones have a knob to your left that's almost on like the door. This has got it in the center. That has it in the center? Mm -hmm. Okay. And it also is apparently this, the Venice is four inches wider than the one you're thinking of. Yeah. Cabin space. So it's actually roomier. Probably by, I'm going to go onto Vanderhall's Instagram. And, probably by uh, popular demand, I'd imagine. Snoop around. I did drive one back yeah. in 2016. Yeah. Uh, when I was shooting with Everyday Driver. 
So uh, that's kind of been my direct experience with it. So it has been three years. It has been, and they've moved on to other models. They have an, they have an EV, mm-hmm. yep. allegedly. I, I haven't really They actually seen. have a more posh model as well. Um, okay, so here I'm showing this to you now. Um, so that shifter thing on the oh, left is the yep. manual mode, I believe, which mm-hmm. is weird. So you put it into park reverse neutral drive with your right hand, and with your left hand you, you do you manual shift things. It, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyways, back to my decisions. Yes, <sighs> yes. So obviously, you know, those two would be the choices and then the as far as reliability is concerned, the Morgan is a Morgan. Um, <laughs> you could either be great or it could be the most atrocious thing you've ever had. A great uh, driving <clears throat> experience, but as far as as far as a reliability track record goes, not so much. I, I think I would definitely have to agree with you. Tracking the Morgan is what I would want to do. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Well, because here's the thing. It's the smallest out of the three. I mean, it does have two seats, but realistically... It has the skinniest tires. Yeah, and realistically, you're not going to want to fit two people in there. Also, imagine like the trackside photography of caning <laughs> one of those around a corner. I just imagine having these photos coming up over like the top of the Attitudes... Uh, here at UMC in Tooele. Um and yeah, this you know V twin with the lights you know in front of it and coming up over the corner and, like, and oh, uh, the other thing is so it's cool. just it would not be practical to drive every day because there is zero storage space. This is, yeah, the storage space would be your foot well of the passenger. Really. Yeah, it's there, it is. Yeah, exactly. And there is storage in the uh, slingshot. In, in the slingshot, yeah, it's yeah, behind the seats. There's cubbies behind the seats that that lock up. Which depending on your state. In some states, you don't have to have helmets. Not saying I would recommend that. Do we but need helmets in Utah? Do is that actually a law? I don't think so. Okay. Um, don't quote me on that, people. Go look up your local laws and legislatures before doing that. Yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I would definitely have to agree. Tracking for multiple reasons, also just sheer badassery. Of course. <laughs> As you're putting around in a Morgan just this V-twin lumpy engine that would be oh, that would be kind of fun though it'd be just quite to, the soundtrack to, to go to just going to the shops just just going shopping that'd be nice oh, it'd be great but anyways as far as the daily goes it, it as weird as it sounds I actually really like the looks of the Vanderhalls I think it's a it's the prettiest, I think, of the bunch from a design perspective. Yeah, and also the most, you know, I wouldn't say... They really do combine old and new very, very well. They do. Especially it... on the, se- the second generation of car with the interior... Not car. Second generation of bike thing with the interior. Uh, they actually have kind of an older style nardy wheel with the wood rim. and Well, and they also came out with this new one as well. This one, this one, um, the nicer, more plush model does have 194 horsepower and 203 foot pounds of torque. Oh, look, this has paddles, actually. Look at this. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. Yeah. So, the, and then if you go up to the more plush model like this, you get the higher power that you were thinking of, and yeah. you know it obviously costs 40 grand. So we're not comparing this one directly, but if you got this one, uh, this is the one that has the paddles you're looking at, mm-hmm. and it's got a lot more plush interior. And a lot of nicer things. However, sadly, that's not the one we're comparing because it's significantly more expensive. How much? $45,000. I mean, that's also more comparable with the Morgan, though. True. The Morgan is expensive. It's yeah. not seventy-five grand, but it's 
It's not cheap. God, I mean, you can get fucking M2s for, you know, oh, used I know. M2s, for high, M2s for high 30s, low 40s. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. It's an interesting market. But, yeah, um, yeah if, I was to, if I was to do that, it'd be a hard press. The one thing about the Vanderhall that would kill it for me. There's still not storage. Nope. And although I would like it aesthetically, I'm still not a fan of the fact that there's not a manual transmission because it still loses me with like, where does it fit? Because if it's meant to be a fun toy, it's almost like it's more meant to be a fun toy for old people having six-speed auto Uh versus the Polaris is trying to achieve the same effect with younger people or, or people more inclined to engagement. It would make for a great fifth car. <laughs> fifth. <laughs> How did you come up with that number? Because it's not a daily. It's not the enthusiast car that you would take up the canyons or on track. It's not something that you could road trip. It's not something that you can pull anything with, okay. obviously. There you go. So it'd be literally... It's the thing that you go cruise... Like, if you lived in... Well, if you lived in Santa Cruz, if you lived in Santa Monica... Yeah. Driving up the PCH... Yeah, and that thing would be perfect. Yeah, go out, drive out to dinner, uh, toss the keys to the valet and say, park this out front, please. Yeah. And he'd be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would, I mean, those cars three-wheeled cars turn a bunch of heads oh interesting and this one in particular has suicide doors yeah Mm -hmm. interesting but that that's really the one thing that would kill it for me is the simple fact that it's not going to be nearly as engaging to drive around the street as a slingshot well in the first ones i remember todd and paul saying dynamically it isn't really even that good um twitchy on braking Mm-hmm. Which isn't exactly points for praise. No. Um, the original ones also, <laughs> funny enough, it's straight piped, and it's a four-cylinder. So on one side of the car, there are four pipes that come out of the car that are real. Yeah. But for the sake of symmetry, they also had to do that to the other side. And they're fake. And they're fake. So this has this new one called the Carmel, the fancy one, uh-huh. has one pipe on either side, which appear to be as far as I can tell, look, trying to look at where the pipe goes, both legit. Do you think they're both? So you think you have like one, like two cylinders going from one side and two cylinders going on the other side for the exhaust? No, you wouldn't split cylinders like that. It would just basically go tur- turbo and then go down and just Y. Yeah, yeah. I which guess is what, which is, is like, is the collector for there. instance, semis do that same thing when they have a dual exhaust because it's still at straight six. So they mm-hmm. go down and Y out. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I would sadly have to crush it. Because? It just... It wouldn't fill the daily spot as well. It wouldn't be as fun. It doesn't have storage. Yep. Um, it, it does... You can get it with a roof. You, you can get those with roofs. Yep, yeah. you can get it with a roof. And although that, like... They don't look good with the roof, though. None of these look good with roofs. N- none but, of these really do, no. Yeah. Um, but the roof on the Vanderhalls, if I... If it's still correct, it just attaches on the like the top of the windshield. Doesn't, yep. It doesn't have a back to it. No, it doesn't. It just is a cover it, from the front there. backwards, and it just kind of hangs. Yep. Which is kind of awkward. <laughs> Looking at it, yeah. A little weird. Um, and, and hey, that's... Vanderhall, if you're listening, I would still love to have a press car. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, that would be, be cool just to I, experience I, it and act, actually get some time with it. I'd like to have it for a couple days. 
Yeah. And see what that is like. That would be an interesting experience. I would just, if I had it for a couple of days, I would take it on my normal runs, but I would drive it like both mornings at like 3 a.m. in the snow. I would drive it down to oh, Jesus <laughs> down to the truck lot. Imagine delivering <laughs> flowers in it. <laughs> I just show up with a Vanderhall come out some flowers for the recipient or whatever here's the other reason i would like to have it for a couple days we both know the slingshot actually rides very well mm-hmm. it, it's got some very well-tuned suspension not not just for handling but it actually is for just cruising yeah. for just cruising is very well, polaris good. has all the, all this experience with their razors and mm-hmm. razor turbos and stuff and they have they've been making off-roady suspensions uh-huh so they would know a thing or two about geometry and suspension compliance and yeah, and since I haven't driven one of the Vanderhalls, I can't really comment on that, but I can't imagine it's any better, even if it's the same. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember it being better. Exactly, and um, especially the comments that we've talked and about. I, and and I, I have been kind of slandering the Vanderhall a little bit, um, but it has been, like, years since I've driven it, so I would like and to it, see what that's like. And especially you and I know people with one. Yeah, and especially since we ha- they have the nicer ones that are more plush now, it'd be really interesting to get one of those and, like, actually experience it for several days. That, yeah. that, that's where this kind of ends, like, here, is because I would... If I could get a Vanderhall in a manual... It would be fantastic. It would be a fucking tie. I'd, I don't know if I could choose. If it could get a Vanderhall in a manual... And it's still front-wheel drive? Mm-hmm, and it's still just the way it is. Okay. I would need to just experience it because at that point it's like okay I aesthetically like the Vanderhall and I like the idea of I do too. I like the local company I like the fact that it's kind of this cool little niche thing whereas the slingshots kind of have their own little R about them and it's better to drive and it has storage so at that point to me it would be really difficult yeah I mean the the Polaris is a bit Kyle it's a it's a bit it is a Kyle mobile yeah like you know pounding monsters and punching holes in drywall and <laughs> <laughs> Domestic abuse calls. <laughs> Polaris slingshot for when you get the domestic abuse call abuse call for the third time this week. <laughs> <laughs> and you just need to get your yeets out. It's, it's a bit kid rock. It kind of is. Whereas the uh, the Vanderhall is a little more chill. Yeah, it's got a little more class It's a little to more it. dire straits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it, I, I was totally thinking yacht rock. Actually, it is more Yacht Rock. That's way, more Kenny Loggins. Yeah, it's way Yacht Rock. Like, think, um, oh, what's Danger his? Zone. Mm-hmm, like, totally. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> so, and actually, does the Vanderhall even have a radio? Uh, it should. I would think it does. I don't know. The thing's so fucking loud, <laughs> you probably can't hear anything. We're going to find out right now. It has, oh, wow, this new one has heated seats in HVAC. Nice. So it actually has vents and everything. Um, and cup holders. Which, I think this link should have cup holders. Uh, no. Oh. I don't think it did. Did it? Uh, yes. Uh, I, think, I think it had an cup holder. I'm trying to think. Of, I, yeah, it had to have because I think I put my phone in it. <laughs> oh, geez. I would love to see where the stereo is integrated because it, it has one. It just has a rocker switch that says stereo oh that's awesome that's a great photo it is um no i really would love to get my hands on one of these because like one of those newer ones that are really nice maybe exhibition of speed can slide into vanderhall's dms and be like hey we would love we're a local com not company we're a local we're, outfit too we're, we're a local group an outlet as it were mm-hmm 
Bluetooth-enabled sound system. That's what it says. Oh, it does have Bluetooth. Yeah, so it's, awesome. ju- it's probably just Bluetooth. I don't think it has radio or anything. That would be interesting to to see. Boost and shift gauge. And it's actually, it's not... Gauge? Boost and shift gauge is verbatim what it says on their website. What does that even mean? That means it's a shift light, probably. It has to be. Um, heated seats. And then it, it doesn't have HVAC. It just has... It just says heat. <laughs> That's all it says is heat. <laughs> Funny. Um, stainless dead pedal and traction pedal, wood gloss steering wheel, two-year limited warranty, two-year roadside assistance, gloss back 19-inch wheels. Color matching removable cap shade is what they call the roof. Cap shade. To shade your cap. Exactly. Interesting. Well... Yeah, I guess I kind of end up agreeing with you because I think the end result is that the Polaris would make a better daily as it sits. As it sits currently, yeah. Yeah, because, like, I know most people It depends on on what your day-to-day is. If you really do experience a bunch of uh, stop-and-go rush hour, then, yeah, the Vanderhall would be better. Um, But driving it from Glendale back to Malibu at, what was it, 4 in the afternoon? Yeah, you were in stop-and-go, and and the clutch on that thing, after, it really wasn't bad. I think the clutch pedal on that's lighter than my Forester. Yeah. It was really light. It was really but light. But it wasn't that vague, though. No, it still had some linea- like linearity to it. Yeah. Um, it, it was just really easy. St- real easy. Yeah. Also really easy to peel out. Yeah, just... just a- as I was leaving the Malibu Cars and Coffee. <laughs> it, it is so easy. You don't even need to drop clutch. You just need to drop pedal in first, second, or very beginning of third. I mean, even at a hard shift into second and a hard shift into third, it'll still do it. Yeah. I just remember when I took it out and it, I just did that perfect yeah. <laughs> perfect little U-turn in a private parking lot, of course. <laughs> Not on the not on the public road. Oh God, no! We, no, we would never we dream would, of doing I would such never, activities. I would never do a J turn on a public road with a burnout with one tire behind me trying to get away from traffic. What was it? Were you turning around at uh, Las Flores? Yes. At the Las Flores intersection. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it was great. It, it just. The funny thing is, I did the same thing, but not a, a drop clutch or like I I didn't break traction. I just turned around. And that's how great the turning radius was on that. Yeah, I didn't. I I didn't even have to go wide. I just turned. Yeah, made, made the uh, made the pole, and uh, turned right around. But okay, we actually we agree. For we've we've agreed. We've agreed on a couple of these actually. Yeah, yeah. We agreed on the Jag one. We did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we actually shat on the it, Jag it's, one. It's trash. Uh, Vanderhall, if you're listening, uh, would love to have at least a little bit of a go. If you don't do the, won't give us the full press car treatment. Yeah, we actually, as we've just discussed, we don't really want to crush your car. In fact, it actually kind of pains us. I mean, it it does intrigue me because, I mean, I've grown a bunch as a person and as a driver in three years. Yeah. Three and a half years. Mm -hmm. Um, I would be curious to see what that's like now, especially as you, the company, have also grown over the past three and a half years. Yeah. So that would be intriguing to say the least. Yeah, to say the least. Uh, Having it go in their EV would be interesting, too. Yeah. Having, like, a top-down, just torque monster experience, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Anyways, um, if you have a track daily crush for us, uh, hit us up at uh, mailbag.eos at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram, Exhibition of Speed. You know the fucking drill. Uh, But until next week, 
Uh, I've been Gavin. And I've been Justin. Have a great weekend, everybody. Uh, this has been the Expedition of Speed Podcast. Goodbye. Bye.